video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. What's up? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a great day. My name is Anthony Shelton. You're listening to Progress Bar. Got some good stuff today. Really in-depth conversation about the difficulty levels in Mario games. Found this fascinating article on Gama Sutra that uh, explored that topic a little bit. We'll get into that in a moment. We got songs from Lifeformed, we got songs from Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore, and we got a song from Chip Zell, so we'll stay tuned. Stay tuned for that, coming up pretty soon in each segment. Remember, we're on TuneIn now. It's great, fantastic, but tweeting it out. We're still on Spreaker, but we're also on TuneIn, so check that out. And welcome to the chat, El Zorro. You can contact me by email, Anthony at ProgressBarRadio.com, or on Twitter at SirKibble2. That's where you can find me there. If you're having trouble with the. Oh, there it is. I was trying to refresh the tune-in page to make sure it was working. Because I want to make sure it's working for you. And it is. So, at first it wasn't. I was trying to figure out why in the world it wasn't loading. But I guess it was buffering. So, I found this article on Gama Sutra Discussing Shigeru Miyamoto's struggle with balancing difficulty in Mario games. Specifically Mario games. It linked to another article on, what was that website? Nintendo Everything. I wanted to say Everything Nintendo. The title of it was Miyamoto and Tezuka on the Struggle of Balancing Games for Advanced Players and Beginners. So the article wasn't necessarily written in an interesting way, but the quotes from Takashi Tezuka, Tezuku, Tezuka and Shigeru Miyamoto were interesting. It's like you want to say these Japanese words in several different ways. Suzuki, Tezuki. It's Tezuka. Takashi Tezuka. That's a fun name to say. Just got to get it right. Anyway, there was an interesting uh, paraphrase that Gamasutra put out. Basically, they summarize Miyamoto's feelings as he feels like newer Mario games should be more for forgiving compared to the older Mario games. We're talking about Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 2, Lost Levels even. We're talking about those games. And I feel like more people, well, he he feels like more people will play if everyone can if everyone can beat it. Difficulty keeps 
people from playing. Which I guess that idea is supported. Because if you think about the mainstream, people who play games on a very, very broad basis, that seems to hold true. When a game gets too difficult, they don't seem to engage as much. I know some people who play Call of Duty. They they play it for the multiplayer, but some also play it for campaign. They don't get into games that much. So for them, they just kind of play it on a casual level. They put the difficulty on normal, and they just play the game. That's what they do. They don't care about increasing their skill or anything. They just want a summer blockbuster experience type of deal. So that's what they roll with. Mainstream habits tend to agree with the idea that easier games tend to sell more. And people play them more. And people probably beat them more. See, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, all of those really hard games. Really popular games. But they don't appeal to the mainstream. You could call them the Call of Duty audience. Whatever you want to call them. They don't appeal to the mainstream. They don't. Because they're so freaking difficult. They appeal to people like myself. To probably you. If you're listening to the show, they probably appeal to somebody like yourself. Why? Because there's a challenge to overcome. And that's fun. But then I think about Nintendo's biggest audience. If they want everyone to play their games, they try to balance the difficulty. But their biggest audience, their target audience, I would still say, is kids. If you want to break it down, yes, they try to build games for everyone. That's what they did with the Wii. It's true, it's apparent, but still, the main target audience of everyone. Break it down into a pie, it's going to be kids, for sure. Look at the way they position themselves. They try to keep the brand kid-friendly, so that parents feel comfortable Buying a game, buying a console for kids, for their kids, right? I grew up with hard stuff, hard difficulty. I started on the Commodore 64. I was born in 1986, about the time Mario Brothers came out. I didn't start playing games, though, until 92-ish. I was five or six years old. Started on the Commodore 64. Those games were freaking hard. And a lot of them didn't make any sense, but they were freaking hard anyway, and I played them. When I finally got my hands on a Nintendo when I was seven, obviously I played Mario games. Those were difficult for my age. Zelda, difficult. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the very first one, stupid difficult. A little unfair difficult, glitchy kind of difficult. Right? I found that to be normal. I thought that's how games were, right? You could call it the arcade difficulty. Limited number of lives, limited number of continues. You had to earn those continues. That was normal for me. That's what I dealt with. Now, today's kids, nah, everything's easy. It makes me wonder, would today's kids be turned off if all Mario games were that hard? If Mario games stayed consistent, 
if they stayed the same difficulty, would the kids who play Mario today play it? I don't know. With You think about the mainstream culture right now. Everything's a little bit easier. So you would have Mario games that would stay traditionally harder while everything else around it gets easier. That would make for a hard sell. Because kids would be playing stuff that's easier and then they'd be playing Mario, which is harder. That could mean they're getting frustrated so they don't want to play Mario or that could mean they want to overcome the challenge so they're going to continue playing Mario, right? Because all the games around when I was growing up, they were all, for the most part, hard. Either because they were unfairly hard, because they were glitchy hard, or because they were just straight up hard. That's just the way it was. Or you could change the difficulty, which that didn't happen that much, but it did. And then you think about culture, the schoolyard, right? Oh, where a lot of kids get their identity, the schoolyard. I play Mario games. Those are hard. I play whatever other game. That's easy. Right? So there, there, there would be that prideful battle. Some kids would love it. Some kids wouldn't care. I, it's, it's fascinating to think about how this all works and what Nintendo has to deal with. Here's a quote from Miyamoto from the article on Nintendo Everything. Sometimes I even hear from the testing team, quote, you're destroying the fun, but on the other hand, but on the, uh, the other hand, the flip side is you hear the first time players saying, if I can't clear a level, it's not fun for me. If I can't complete a game, it's not fun for me. The more years that have passed, the gap between advanced and first-time players has become wider. I can't clear it. It's not fun. That's a foreign thought to me. Because I can't beat the level, it's not fun. It feels weird, but I, I actually understand it. See, here's the thing. We grew up in a challenge-based atmosphere. People nowadays, the kids nowadays, they grew up, or at least some of the gamers who are now starting to play games, they grew up in a progression-based society, progression-based mechanics, right? That's what spurs them on. That feeling of, I can't clear a level, so it's not fun, is the same feeling of, I'm not progressing, so it's not fun. They don't care about the challenge. The challenge isn't the thing for them. They want to feel like they're getting somewhere. They want to feel like they're progressing. It's that Call of Duty thing, right? And I'm not blaming it all on Call of Duty. I'm just saying that is part of it. That whole progression. I may suck. I may not be being I may not be challenged, but I'm progressing. I feel like I'm moving forward. I feel like I'm making progress. I feel good about myself. It's funny because I was playing Super Meat Boy yesterday, testing the Twitch stream, rebooting the Twitch stream, Progress Bar Radio, go check it out. And I got stuck on a level for, that was probably, eh, probably last five, seven minutes. It was a long time. 
and I just kept retrying it, retrying it, retrying it. You could tell from my voice when I was getting frustrated or when I was making progress and when I felt like I was getting closer and closer and finally figuring the whole thing out, I eventually beat it. But it took a while for a Super Meat Boy level. I mean, five to seven minutes, seven to ten minutes. That's a long time. Super Meat Boy is not an easy game, but it's fun. But I didn't care about progressing. I was like, I need to beat this level. For me, it was all about overcoming the challenge. Now, somebody else at Nintendo, one of their testers, for example, or anybody else you could think of that's more progression mechanic based, they think, ah, I'm not, I'm not moving forward. This is, this is difficult. I don't feel like I'm progressing, so I'm not going to play it. So fascinating. comes to my conclusion people play for different reasons and then you got people who say well people won't increase their skill if it's not challenging apparently some people don't care about that they don't care about increasing their skill they care about am i progressing am i moving forward that's what they care about you got these people who think the only reason to play a game is to increase your skill and to get through the challenge. It's like, no, it's not that way anymore. Sorry, we live in a different world. We live in a world now where there's at least two different types of gamers. We got the ones who want the challenge. We got the ones who want to progress. That's how it is now. It's mind-blowing. Which is why I find what Miyamoto and Tezuka have to deal with so fascinating. This is crazy. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about what would be the solution. Is it difficulty levels? The options? We'll talk about that coming up first. This is Upside Down Stalagmite by Lifeformed. You can find it on the Fastfall album, which is the Dust Force original soundtrack. And that's available on Bandcamp. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Upside Down Stalagmite. That is composed by Lifeformed. You can find it on the Fastfall soundtrack, which is the Dust Force original soundtrack. And you can find that on Bandcamp. Sitting here, sometimes, you know, I love technology, but sometimes I really hate technology. I'm trying to download this Star Wars Battlefront beta, and uh, it's taking forever. That's what I get for doing it on my smartphone. I'm using my tablet for my notes and stuff. And I'm finally done. Alright. Hopefully it starts downloading. Got my instant on, so it should do it. Better not quit on me for no reason. So, are difficulty levels the solution to the problem Miyamoto and Tezuka are having with Mario and balancing difficulty for beginners and advanced players we've been talking about that for the last 15 minutes Miyamoto feels like newer Mario games should be forgiving to this new generation of gamers he feels like he can't make games that are as difficult anymore because some levels he you know people have come back to him and said these are too hard and others are feel like you're making it too easy so he's caught in this crossroads So you've probably noticed in the last few Mario games where things have gotten all over the place in terms of Mario difficulty. New Super Mario Brothers, for example. The very first one on uh, the DS. Uh, You know, it was a very interesting twist of challenge and not so much challenge. Then there was New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which was, I thought, was a healthy balance. And then you got something on the far spectrum like New Super Mario Bros. U, which was freaking easy. But then they made up for that with New Super Luigi U, which was freaking hard. Right? So, I mean, you've seen them try to find the balance. What is the balance? Here's a quote from Takashi Tezuka on the matter. Even though we put a lot of time and effort into trying to balance the difficulty, when we actually release, there are a good group of people who can't complete the whole game. And so we always have the that internal struggle of the gap between the advanced and first-time players. That's why one of the things we're trying with Yoshi's Woolly World is to have two different versions of events for the advanced and the beginner players. That's the thing. I agree with that. What they're about to do with Yoshi's Woolly World, great idea. Give people options. There are two different types of players. And if they want to appeal to everyone, options is the best way to go. Right? Because people play differently. Again, some people are more towards the progression-based style. Other people want difficulty. So give them what they want. Right? I mean, I think about the way I play Halo and Call of Duty. I play those games. If I want to play the campaign and I'm interested in the story, I'm just going to set it on normal. No big deal. I just want to get through the game, kind of get the story. Don't really want to feel pressured in the moment because I want to get through the story. So I don't want to waste time struggling with something so I can get through the story. Once I'm done with the story, I'm going to go back to Heroic and Legendary and beat it on those. Even if I don't finish it. I just. I want the difficulty. 
I'm going to go back and I'm going to play it harder because I want to experience the difficulty. Because that's why I play games. I play games for a challenge. But not everybody does anymore. So it's nice that they have recruit, normal, hardened, veteran. And now Black Ops 3, they're adding realistic. Right? But then there's the... I do understand the psychological problem of adding easy, normal, and hard. Especially even just naming it that way. Because really, I don't care who you are. You're, you're a beginner. You're advanced. It doesn't matter. More more often than not, if you're sitting down, you turn the game on for the first time, you're trying to figure out what difficulty you're playing it on, you're not choosing easy. You're going to probably at least choose normal. Because nobody really wants to admit to themselves, yeah, I suck, so I'm just going to choose easy. Everybody wants that little bit of challenge. But it's just when the challenge becomes too overwhelming. right? That's why I brought up the whole question with the witness. Why would you put a level in that only 1% of people are going to beat? I mean, that really kills the feeling of progression. Right? That I mean, that's totally on the other side of the spectrum. Where now you're combining the idea of something so difficult, but yeah, you're not getting any progress at all. And then you think about traditionally, Mario didn't have difficult settings. Right? You kind of had to earn your way to the more difficult settings. Even in the older Mario games, you had to earn your way to the more difficult version. But then, there's the anomalies. In Super Mario Bros. 3, after you beat the game, you actually get a lot of P-Wings. Which actually makes the game easier on the second run-through, right? But then you have other games like Super Mario Land, where if you beat the game, it gets harder the next time. Or... Super Mario Land 2, where they also have a hard mode. But if you hit select, you get an easy mode. So you see them experimenting with the whole difficulty thing back then, back in 92. So Nintendo's experimented with this before, but they kind of got away from it. Now it's about time to get back to it, and I think they should stick with it. They tried it with New Super Luigi U. I thought that was a fun game. I wasn't too fan of the way the difficulty was inserted. Because it kind of threw Luigi and his physics into a Mario game. A, a, a game designed for how Mario does things. There was very little tweaked for what Luigi had. And that made it difficult. I still beat it. It was fine. But I, I just it felt a little more contrived. But it was difficult, and hey, Nintendo did that, and they made some more money on it, right? They paid $40 more to have a more difficult version of New Super Mario U. But then I think about one of the most fascinating examples that I think gets lost, Captain Toad. Captain Toad did a really good job of combining what Nintendo exactly is going for in terms of balancing difficulty for advanced and beginners. Because Captain Toad, the first episode starts off super easy. I mean, easy. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, like this game wasn't that hard, but it was it was nice to check out the different puzzles and just the idea in general. I was like, okay, you know, that was a cool game. Oh, there's an episode two. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, it's with Toadette. Okay, now the roles have switched. Okay, cool. Oh, it's harder. Oh, okay, well, let's go through this one. And it was harder. So you went through an entire episode experiencing the game, marginally getting harder as you go along, marginally. And then they throw you into episode two where the levels get very much harder. And it's like, oh, okay, I like that. And then you finish episode two. It's like, ah, okay, that was that was fantastic. I had a good time with it. Thought it was over. No, episode. Oh, there's there's an episode three. Oh, oh, and it's even harder. Oh, okay. So you spent an entire, you know, maybe three hours playing episode one. Very easy. You get a lot of time to get used to those mechanics. Then you spent time, a lot of time with episode two, which was harder. Now episode three, the hardest. And it just lifted the difficulty ramp ever so slowly. But that is a perfect fit for beginners. If Nintendo can find the balance of doing that in the rest of their games, I think they would have hit gold. I think it was a fantastic way to do it. There's one thing Captain Toad should be praised about. It should be about the way it raised its difficulty. How it brought in beginners, but still challenged the advanced players. Because the advanced players were going to get through episode one quick. That was going to happen. Episode two, eh, maybe a little quicker. Or maybe a little slower. Episode three, challenging, for sure. So it combined the elements of challenge and progression so the beginner could feel marginally challenged at the beginning. Then they get used to it. It gets easier. They're still progressing. Episode 2, they're still progressing. It's a little bit harder, but they've had all this experience with Episode 1. So Episode 2 isn't terribly hard. And so they still feel like they're progressing. And then Episode 3 gets harder. And so at that point, you know, they've played through a good majority of the game. And if they feel like it's just too hard, okay, well, you put it down. All right, no big deal. Or they could finish it because they got all this experience with episode one and two. I think it's just freaking brilliant. All right, this song is Overture by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. You can find it on the Halo 3 ODST original soundtrack, which is available on something.com. You're listening to Progress Bar.
Overture by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. You can find this on something.com. It is the Halo 3 ODST original soundtrack. Azura in the chat says, Difficulty levels need to be more reactive. Instead of just the levels, it needs to be a question of things like level of control in midair or whether or not you can stroll backwards, etc., etc., I mean, that is what a hard mode needs to be normal. You have great control of your character in the air. Hard mode, you jump forward, and the only control you get is your forward momentum. Something along those lines. Where Basically, he's saying where your physics get limited. I don't think that works. I, I don't think that's a great idea. I don't think difficulty should be contrived by the idea of hey you have all this control we're gonna take that away from you try to play it now that's contrived difficulty what i'd rather have is give me everything i still have right especially since we're speaking in terms of mario right i don't need my momentum to be limited i don't need my jump to be limited the levels are already as they are built for the physics and the way everything is already so to limit all of that i mean a that's extra work for nintendo in terms of recreating levels to suit that type of physics what would be better is to manipulate the way we have to maneuver through the levels with the physics that are already there with the jump height with the running speed with the ability to move backwards and forwards in a level up and down that's better 
it's already one thing, you know, to go jump over certain things, but what happens if I have to start wall jumping in areas that I didn't have to before? Or more enemies are in places, so I have to react differently. I still have all my physics that I had before. I still have all the mechanics. That's that's a real challenge. Not, oh, we're going to limit you. See what you can do now. Nah, that's that's cheap. This next song is Discotech Rogue After Hours. It's by Chipzell. You can find it on the Monaco Gentlemen's Private Collection. You can find that on Bandcamp. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Discotech Rogue After Hours. That is by Chipzell. It's a remix of a song, Discotech Rogue, from the Monaco What's Yours Is Mine soundtrack. This song is on the Monaco The Gentleman's Private Collection, which is on Bandcamp. The original soundtrack is composed by Austin Wintery. Azaro says, but then you're talking about designing a whole new set of levels. What's really more work for the devs? I said that the devs, developers would have to create new levels if the physics changed. If Mario's physics changed, they would have to create a new set of levels to suit those physics. What's more work? I think more work would be not changing the physics and changing the levels. To change the physics, you've got to make something that feels right. That's more work. And then you have to suit the levels to those physics, which is more work. And it's not like Nintendo hasn't done this already. Super Mario Land has a hard mode. Mario Land 2 has a hard mode. Wario Land has a hard mode. Right? There's these games, these Mario games, that already have hard modes. New Super Luigi U is already amongst my concept. They changed the physics a little bit, but didn't really change the levels. It's the reverse, the same concept, right? Because Luigi does have different physics, but they did have to tweak some of the levels. And that's why the difficulty felt contrived. It was hard, yeah, but it was contrived. Oh, let's just, let's keep the levels the same, and let's change the physics and see how people do. It's going to be a little bit harder. He's a little bit slippier he uh, jumps a little differently. The concept was tried. Felt contrived. It was difficult. If you were going for difficult, and I, I still enjoyed the game. But I felt like the difficulty just didn't feel right. Because the levels weren't built for Luigi. They were built for Mario, and they decided to stick Luigi in there. Didn't really work out. Azura says, in the original Super Mario Brothers, halting your forward momentum was all the control you got over your character. So why wouldn't a hard mode for a Mario game channel the original spirit of the franchise? Oh, God. He says, Super Mario Land doesn't have a hard mode. Beat the game. <laughs> Beat the game, you get hard mode. If you turn the game off, you don't have hard mode anymore because it didn't have a save feature. That's how Super Mario Land's hard mode worked. Anyway, to the original point, yes, if you stopped back, I don't know, there could be secrets. There could be coins that you need to get. I mean, I guess you could say you can only get the coin once. Yeah, that would be difficult. I think that would be acceptable. The idea of you can't go backwards. I think that would be an acceptable difficulty, but you're not necessarily changing anything except the ability to go backwards. That's not contrived. That's the idea of, hey... You got to figure out everything you want to do right there and then. If you can't get that coin, oh well. It's like the constant side-scrolling level. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're moving forward whether you like it or not. I think that's fine. Super Mario Land, for the last time, does have a 
hard mode. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting the idea that it doesn't have a hard mode. Once you beat the game, you have the ability to play a hard mode. It is represented by Mario's icon on the select screen instead of a mushroom. Go look it up. There's a hard mode. All right. I'll do it for today. Unfortunately, tomorrow there's not going to be a show because I have to meet with my mentor and get more broadcasting techniques and all that fun stuff to get better for you. However, I will be on 12 p.m. Pacific time to play some Battlefront. Hopefully it's downloaded. Last time I checked, it was at 31%. Hopefully it's a little bit higher than that now. So I'm hoping by 12 p.m. it'll be ready to go. I'll play for about an hour. Tomorrow I will play some more because I'm not doing a show, but I will have time to stream. So I'll, I will be streaming tomorrow earlier in the morning. I will send a tweet out to let you know when. I might even put a broadcast out and say quickly, hey, this is what time I'm streaming. So you can catch me on Twitch, Progress Bar Radio. That's where you'll find me. Uh... Yeah. I think that's it. You can contact me, Twitter, at SirKibble2. Email me, Anthony at ProgressBarRadio.com. So, hope to see you at the Twitch stream. And, yeah, thank you for listening. I was reading the chat. Let's try to figure out if there's any new messages. Nope, reread some. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Again, hope to see you at the Twitch stream 12 p.m. Pacific time. Later. <laughs>